When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Tom Bernard Show with co-host Catherine Brandt, Mike Bellino, Andy Mar Bernard, Tevin Pittman, and our special well, I'm guest. Well, co-host, I'm a guest. Yeah, Jay Philpons, everything is just how she is. <laughs> I do. I love to ruin things. So I to ruin things. Jay Niger is with us. <laughs> Apparently what happened was is that President Obama heard somebody in France pronounce it Niger, so he decided to go with that. Well, it solves a lot of problems with people that don't know how to, you know, respond with the proper pronunciations in newscasts if they go that direction rather than the other direction. Nobody's ever done that, have they? No. no. They don't Niger. No. Nobody in La Jolla, California. La Jolla. Shut up. <laughs> when I was first on KSDP at 18 years old, a story came up. I'm 18, for God's sake, doing overnights. It's, well, it's like Jolly, but with an A. So. Yesterday in La Jolla, California, and he people had been, are going, what yeah. the hell, what's wrong with you? And at 18, <laughs> you hadn't even been out of the county, had you? Yeah, right. I hadn't even been to St. Poole. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not it. Well, no, but 18. I started going over St. Paul when I was about 18. That's about right. Oh, there you go. We will be right back to kick off Tom Bernard Show. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Due to the billions of marketing dollars spent by Walzer Automotive on Tom Bernard Podcast, you hopefully know that Walzer sells cars. What you might not know is that they also have two full-service collision repair centers in the Twin Cities. They're fully certified by all insurance carriers and can help you navigate all the paperwork if you ever have an accident. But wait, there's more. They've also been in the paintless dent repair business for nearly 30 years and can take those pesky dings out for just a fraction of what traditional bodywork costs. Broken windshield? Walzer Collision is a fleet of full-service mobile glass repair trucks as well, Walzer are pros at body and glass repair, but don't take my word for it. They have an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and a nearly perfect 4.8 Google rating. Check them out at walzercollision.com. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Jack Frost nipping at your nose. This is Tevin singing. Very soulful. Tide Carol. You should probably do this for a living. <laughs> you don't want me to sing. This guy's about the least soulful singer I've ever yeah. heard in my life. Dressed up like, like Eskimos. Eskimos. Yeah, okay. I was gonna say the Velvet wow. Fog is not soulful. So critical. Soulful. James Brown Christmas. <laughs> Hit me. 
Sean Combs has gone by a slew of monikers, but he'd like to add the Carolina Panthers owner to the mix, the rapper who now goes by just Diddy, hmm. uh, took to social media on Sunday evening to voice his intentions after current Panthers owner Jerry Richardson announced he'd put the team up for sale after this season amid sexual misconduct and racism allegations against him. Who's not racist, though? I mean, come on. Yeah, most people are, I think. See? Yeah. They just hide it well. <clears throat> they just hide it. You're right. Including yourself in there? Including myself. Oh, yeah. Especially when I'm driving. If somebody, like I said, if somebody cuts me off, no matter who I pass, it's you, whatever you are. So be. Now, didn't P. Diddy, uh, about maybe two, three, four weeks ago, announce he was going to change his name again? Yes. He was going to be Love. Right. Oh, yeah. Love. Brother, last Brother Love, I think. Brother Love, yep. that's it. Oh. Yeah. Travel Is he going to start smiling? Salvation show. I don't know about okay. that. I don't know. I, who knows? I have no idea. But I do know this, and I have to ask Tevin this because I don't know. Do you know what Jerry Richardson said that was racist? No, I know he said it to like a scout or something, and then the guy left. Yeah, it was like some scout. He used some racial slur, and now that he's no longer with the team, and it was not the Niger, was it? No, I don't think so. Well, that's good. Let's see. <laughs> you know, seeing if I can find it. Andy's looking for a racial slur oh my God. by Jerry Richardson. <laughs> this news story is based on, here's the tweet, I would like to buy the Panthers. Spread the word. Retweet. That's it? Yep. That's the whole story is based on that. Yep. And we're all writing news articles about. <laughs> so where does Kaepernick come in on this? Kaepernick. He wants to sign Kaepernick as his oh, quarterback. Okay. Really? Yeah. Oh, I thought Kaepernick wanted to own part of the team. Maybe he does, but I, like what I saw was he wants to hire Kaepernick so, to play quarterback. So he doesn't uh, want to win. What is no, Cam? Apparently not. Ah, okay. What's Cam Newton going to think about yeah. that? Yeah, I was going to say you have a pretty good quarterback, in Cam Newton. <laughs> like, Why would you? Cam Newton is compared to Colin Kaepernick. Come on, it's not even a contest. No. No. I don't know. Although Ka- Kaepernick has the hair and Cam has the hats. Yep. That fez he was wearing last week was pretty interesting. That's your cousin. Yeah, I don't know where he gets his inspiration for what he wears in post game, but it's entertaining. It is interesting. In any case, uh, apparently he uttered a racial slur, but we don't know what it is. Um, in any case, uh, I would like to buy the at Panthers. Spread the word, retweet, Combs tweeted it with his follow-up. There are no majority African-American NFL owners. Let's make history. Per Sports Illustrated, Diddy then posted an Instagram video in which he noted, I believe it's time to turn the franchise over to new ownership. You believe? The guy just said he was going to. (laughs) You believe you should turn it over to new ownership. Well, then that's a good time. I suppose you're in agreement with the guy who owns the team now, so that's good. I'm really trying to find what he said, but I... Can't. You can't find what he said to uh, what he said to whomever. We don't know what kind of racial slur it was. No. And apparently Kaepernick does want to try and buy the Panthers as well. Yeah, Kaepernick does want yeah. to try to buy the and Panthers. And also play for them? No, I don't think he – I don't know. Could you be an owner yeah, has player? Has there ever been an owner player? Yes, George Hallis. Oh, okay. Who owned the Chicago – the Chicago Bears was a player and an owner. Interesting. That was back in the day, though. It was a long time ago. And I'll never forget, was, uh, was it Mike Ditka? I believe it was Mike Ditka that said, George Hallis, he's the only owner I know that throws around nickels like manhole covers. <laughs> 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 A little heavy, man. I can't spend the money. In any case, I would like to buy the Ad Panther, spread the word, retweet. Uh, uh, per Sports Illustrated, Diddy then posted an in- on Instagram an Instagram video in which he noted, I believe it's time to turn the franchise over to new ownership. One of the first people to heed that is if, if his NFL dream comes through is Colin Kaepernick. I will immediately address the Colin Kaepernick situation and put him in the running for next year's starting quarterback. <laughs> Did he, you're out of your mind. Uh, Kaepernick himself sounds similarly interested. I want in on the new ownership group, he tweeted to Diddy. Let's make it happen. Diddy also promised the best halftime show in a Super Bowl win. Another high-profile person took Combs up on his idea. I want in, tweeted Golden State Warrior Steph Curry, to which Diddy replied, holla at me, let's get it. So he can mm. pay himself a lot of money to do the halftime yeah, really. show. Right. Yeah. Mm. I don't, uh, whatever. Steph Curry crossing into football ownership, that seems kind of odd. I would agree with you completely. I, I just yeah. know that, that his name was mentioned in the story now, so he's probably happy. Maybe uh, it mm. will bring um, new enthusiasm for football 
You think so? It'll no. take take a pressure off all those concussions that are going to end up killing people. Yeah, I do know. not. I do not. Or about uh, stupid uh, rules being changed, like the end of that Pittsburgh New England oh, game. Yeah, that was that was crap. That was ridiculous. Yeah. Everybody's talking about. It. You should probably tell them what happened. Yes. Oh well, uh, there was less than a minute to play, and uh, Pittsburgh marched all the way down the field after New England scored. This is all fourth quarter, under two minutes. Yep. New England marched on the field first, took the lead. It was twenty-four nineteen. No, yeah, something like that. Yeah. It was twenty-four nineteen, and they they scored and. Yeah, uh, they scored, got a two-point conversion. Yep. So, so it was twenty-seven twenty-four. It's in Pittsburgh, on Rocco Mediate's birthday, and uh, <laughs> and Michelle Tafoya. And Michelle Tavoy's birthday. And the Pope. And anyways, and the Pope. so they march down the field. Pittsburgh gets down there, and they throw a pass. The guy catches it, and his knee apparently goes down shy of the goal line, even though the ball did cross. Yeah, and, and I think they were saying I, when he hit the ground, the ball shuffled a little yeah. bit. Yeah, it was more of a control issue. Yeah. Yeah. So they initially ruled it a touchdown, and then after review, they not only took the touchdown away, but the completion as well. So Ugh. it was just... Unbelievable. Yeah, and then Big Ben threw an interception. Yep. Like the well, next he, play. he tried to do the fake spike and get him yep. off. And uh, oh no, not the fake spike. Yeah, <laughs> that used to work back on uh, about like 1906 in college football. Or did they even spike the ball back in college football? Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. An Amtrak train derailed roughly 40 miles south of Seattle Monday morning, spilling at least one car onto a busy interstate. The spokesman for the Pierce County Sheriff's reports three fatalities on the train, along with injuries including two motorists, per the Seattle Times. The train derailed just before 8 a.m. local time on Monday, and all southbound lanes of Interstate 5 were closed, reports AP. Train 501 derailed on its inaugural run on a new route, having left Seattle for Portland. This was the very first train that crossed those tracks. Mm. And what did you say? An $800 million system. $800 million system they just put in. This was the first train to cross it, and it derailed spilling onto the interstate. Your tax yeah. dollars at work. Yeah, how do they manage that? I have no idea how they get screwed up that badly. Like, you'd think they'd be uh, inspecting the rails before they go down them, but... It would be good. The train was making use of a new bypass, and a local mayor had warned earlier this month about potential accidents, as recounted in this story. Oh, do you suppose maybe, like, some idiot parked on the bypass or something? That's no, possible. Just, I don't think so. I think it just the the rail didn't hold up and the train went off the deep end. <laughs> what are you going to do? What is Mini Driver shuts down Matt Damon on sex harassment? What does that mean? Oh my god. I don't know. I I have paying very little attention to these things lately. Matt Damon opined this week. How many people in radio do you think know what opined means? Uh it's a Kind of a, it's a Christmas I, carol. It's an Irish air name. Yes. Hi, Opine. my name is Kathy O'Pine. <laughs> Kathy O'Pine. <laughs> I bet you almost everybody on radio will say opined because it's opinion, so they'll say opined. <laughs> I guarantee you. Give it. your people some credit. No, I'm not giving my people any credit. Well, we were talking about word, you were talking about a word that you, that you said, lajala. Yeah, lajala. The, the first one that got me was I said something about, uh, it was a political story, and the senator felt that he had misled. Or he had been misled on the contents of the bill. Oh, mis- misled. Misled. Yeah. <laughs> well, misled. I was like, what? wow, are you Whatever dumb? Whatever you spoke. <laughs> we have a call. And mom destroys her headphones again. Sorry. No, oh. I no, I was coughing oh. again. Sorry. Again, she was coughing oh. hard to believe. Do you need like a lung transplant? I think or? I might need a lung transplant. <laughs> Thank you. Need you. A lung uh, it's transplant. Tim. Some call me Tim. Tim, call me Tim. You know, another weird one, and Tommy, you learned this in radio school at Brown Institute, mm-hmm. where I also went. Uh, it's, it, it looks like it's short-lived, but we pronounce it on the radio as short-lived. Short-lived, mm-hmm. yes. Because it's, it's not a short weird deal. Yeah, that's how it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be pronounced short-lived, not short-lived. It's like right, short-lived. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, see, you learn things every time you listen to this show. Absolutely. It's just education. We're calling that fine education. We got a Brown Institute turned Brown College turned. It's nothing anymore, is it? It's gone. Now it's gone. It's I gone. will tell you this. Really? So. Brown is just gone? It's gone, yeah. Huh. Actually, I, you know, where what? Where did they have that roof collapse? or what was that? Minnehaha Academy. Right. Yeah, and they're, they're actually there temporarily housed at where Brown College was relocated to an Egan. Exactly. Right, right. Because we years. went to the one on, on Hiawatha, or at least I did, right? Is that I, the... I went to the one on 32nd and Lake Street. 
The original location. Yep. Oh, okay. Oh, There's Brown a, is still around. They're just online only now. And then they the teach things learn? like computer programming, law enforcement, I think. Oh, really? But not, like that? Voice, not, not radio? They no. do, I think. How do you teach radio over the Internet? MP3s, I guess. I mean... Send in a digital file, man. <laughs> a lot of uh, radio is just kind of, you know, learning how to enunciate. So, you, you know, you read something, you send it to your teacher, your teacher says, say this better, that kind of thing. I will, you know what I learned at Brown Institute, the most important thing about radio is? Don't follow a guy who's uh, not taking a shower in a couple of days. <laughs> wow. I learned that. That's well, worth the tuition. Oh, God. One thing I have to tell you, Tom, it's interesting because I'm trying to think when I went, because uh, I went to Mankato State first, and I got a degree that didn't do too well for me at, at there, and when I decided to go back into radio, or go into radio and TV, my wife and I visited the uh, place, Yes. And there was a newspaper clipping of Tommy Bernard up there as one of the big success stories coming out of Brown. Oh, well, they never called me. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then the next part was, okay, you're signing up, and I understand that I will most likely make $6,000 a year when I get out. <laughs> Six grand a year. Now we're like talking. Six to eight thousand dollars a year. It's yeah. Like, wow, that's a morale booster right there. Yeah, that sounds really. Well, speaking fantastic. of morale boosters and uh, the radio, your, uh, I guess the person they portrayed you as was on the silver screen last night. I was flipping through and uh, uh, oh, Jingle Mall. All the Way was oh, on, and it was at that His scene where Arnold, brother. yeah, Arnold goes there and you got the KQ letters right in the back. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh. Martin Mull played the Morning Man on KQRS. Yes, <laughs> it's like, hey, it's Martin Mull. <laughs> hey, there's Tom with a ponytail. <laughs> Skinny guy with a ponytail. Yeah. Oh, that wasn't his uh, second radio role either. Remember, he was in FM. He was Eric Swan, yeah, the right. afternoon guy. That's right. Yeah. And what yeah. was what did he play on? He was the fake talk show host at night. What was that? Garth oh, uh, Garth Bimble or Barth Gimble, one of the Barth two. Gimble, I, I think. Barth Gimble. There was Garth Bimble and, and Barth Gimble. Yes, right. That was what Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman, right. Fernwood yep. tonight. Right. Fernwood tonight. Fernwood tonight. Actually, Martin. Fernwood Mall. tonight. There we go. Fernwood tonight. Martin Mull was actually very funny back in the day. He released a couple of albums that were pretty good. It is Barth Gimble. Barth Gimble. Yep. <laughs> Star Wars: The Last Jedi. Okay, who saw it and who didn't? Anybody see it? Did I've not, not seen a single Star Wars movie. <laughs> Ever? <laughs> what? It's a protest. Zero interest. Pro- well, you know I no. thought. You know I was going to Yes. Well, yeah. Tevin's just mad because the one black guy in it, they made wear a mask. So Yeah. Yep. Until, <laughs> until black people get equal screen time in, uh, in Star Wars, I'm boycotting. I agree. There's no one. Although, Mr. Colt 45 was was in it. What was Kylo Ren? Is that who that? What was his name? Uh, the guy who used to do cold. Adam Driver. Oh, you Adam mean Lando Calrissian? Yeah, Lando Calrissian. Oh no, he was not that in was it. Billy D. Williams. Oh. Okay, Billy D. Williams. Yeah. Right. That, the big thought was being that Han Solo was in the first one. They were going to bring back Billy D. Oh, to but, this, they didn't. but they did Billy not. Dee. Oh. Tastes right every time. Cold and, and Samuel Samuel L. Jackson was in it. What was it? He was, was in it? Yeah. Was well, he yelling in the, prequels, the whole time? Yeah. The prequels. <laughs> right. oh, you yeah. need to go to the Dark Star because... <laughs> Jesus, he's just yelling. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, he was um, he was the only Jedi with a purple lightsaber. That's right. That was, was cool. Was he really? Yep. Had a purple... They, he, yeah, for purple yeah. drink. Yeah, he was like... <laughs> all, he, he said he'd drink. do it, but drink, only, only if they gave him a purple lightsaber. And they did. The only way he'd do it. I'll yep. be in it if you give me a purple lightsaber. Uh-huh. He takes the... MF and snakes off the MF and greatest line he's ever said is the, the snakes, snakes on a plane. Yeah. Snakes on oh my God. mother snakes <laughs> on his mother plane. Yeah. Star Wars: The Last Jedi rocketed to a debut of 220 million dollars at the box office, landing the second best opening weekend ever in North America, and slotting in behind only its predecessor, The Force Awakens, which was lame. Uh, the Disney blockbuster is only the fourth film to open above $200 million in North America, aside from The fourth Awaken- Force Awakens. The others are The Avengers and Jurassic World, another horrendous movie. Yeah, Jurassic no one, World was People terrible. didn't really like Jurassic World Everyone that much. Everyone loved Jurassic World, other than Dad. <laughs> no one that I've talked to. I thought it was really good. We'll yeah, be right back while I complain during the commercials behind the scenes. Shock. <laughs> right back, Tom Bernard Show. I'm Brad Huckle, president of North American Banking Company. 
Ask one of our bankers what they love about business banking. They always say the relationship with a client. Case in point, True North Oral Surgery and Implants is a longtime customer with a growing practice. Their banker, Julie Marshall, knows the ins and outs of what they do. So when they need working capital, an equipment loan, or funds for expansion, they call Julie. Are you looking for a banker you can count on? Give us a call. North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC and equal housing lender. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Eye Care. LASIK changed my life. Dr. David Whiting changed my life. He can get rid of those contacts, get rid of those glasses, and truly change your life. He's performed over 100,000 LASIK procedures, so there's no one else around who can compare. Let me tell you, if you're thinking about having your eyes corrected, check out Dr. Whiting and the folks over at Whiting Clinic. They've got the most advanced lasers. They've got the most experience. And they've got the best price, guaranteed. All the reasons you'd choose Whiting Clinic for your LASIK vision correction. Make this year the year that you get LASIK from Dr. David Whiting. Schedule your free LASIK exam at whitingclinic.com and please tell them I sent you. That's whitingclinic.com to take the first step in having clear lens-free vision at Whiting Clinic LASIK and Eye Care. Is that Clarence? No, uh, but it's Darlene Love. Not oh, playing the sax, but... Oh, yeah, that's right, Darlene Love. Here we go. I don't know this song. No, you don't. I didn't play this song in Minneapolis. Remember, because we got nailed by the FCC because somebody was taking a little payola over at WDGY, <gasps> we were the first uh, station to play only the top 20 songs from the Hot 100 on Billboard. So we played almost all R&B because yeah. nobody else in town was playing it. They wouldn't play it. But we had to, we had to strictly follow the top 20 of the Billboard Hot 100. About what year was that? 75. Yeah. So it was like Keep On Trucking by Eddie Kendricks and songs like that. People in Minnesota are like, what the hell kind of song you got playing here now? <laughs> hey, I'm calling in to ask you who's this band that you got on there. Well, what, they were just, what Mike just played didn't sound like R&B to me. Well, Not the, really. Well, it's a no. Christmas song. Yeah, but I mean, why? I don't understand why that wouldn't have played in Minneapolis is what I'm saying. I don't know, but when I was growing up, you know, and, 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 and we would go down and visit grandparents in St. Louis, the radio sure. stations were so different. Oh, yeah. Because the markets were different, right. and they played a lot more oh, yeah. R&B and soul music and had stations dedicated to it. And to me, I was like, why don't we have that up here? Yeah. Right. So, it, Jay, where did the – so you, you worked in <laughs> – you grew up in St. Louis. Did you have a work in St. Louis? moment brought no, to you by – No, I grew up by... in St. Louis. My, 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 my folks are from St. Louis. Oh, I my see. My dad worked for Control Data up here. Up here, yeah. Okay. And uh, so I grew up here. We'd go back and see the grandparents. I worked in St. Louis later in my career. I thought you did. Yeah. I thought you worked in St. Louis. Yeah, from about 2007 to 13. It's actually the longest job I ever held, six and a half years. See, look at Pretty that. Pretty good, huh? Where did Very you work? Uh, I actually worked at a station called 106.5 The Arch, which now is owned by the Hubbards. Oh, at the time right. I started there, it was owned by Bonneville. Oh, yeah. Bon- they bought all of Bonneville, mm-hmm. didn't they? Most of it. Most of it. Yeah, because yeah. I remember when I used to call in that market when I was at Capitol, KSLQ was uh, an FM station there that was, God, if we were only on AM, we'd be doing really well. I remember they used to complain about mm-hmm. that back in like 77. Mm-hmm. Ah, if, we could only, if we could only be on AM, it'd be much better. Okay. Not so much anymore. Do you think people care anymore about AM or FM? Does it even matter? I suppose for music it does, but it's all talk now. So Yeah, AM is all talk. FM is all music, basically. Um, I think people under the age of 30 or even 40 don't know AM exists. They might by not. By large. Yeah, they, they might not, unless it states it specifically on your car radio. We you have know. four under 40-year-olds pe- here. I think Anybody? That, Anybody? I think that a desperate AM owner that put on... You know, uh, like, say, uh, a format totally targeted at millennials. I mean, look, Disney was a good example when they put on Radio Disney. Mm -hmm. They found a really, really narrow demographic and put it on on AM radio, and it helped a lot of those stations. 
I think that uh, there are some people that couldn't lose by putting on a format that isn't available anywhere else. Yes. Quite frankly, I don't think anybody today is really all that worried about fidelity because no. of the no. size of the earbuds you're listening on. Here right. we go. That's yeah, true. so you might as well uh, be listening to AM radio. AM sure. versus FM Cumes in 2016. 2017 is on there, but this website is horribly made, so I can't read it. Uh, AM 58.3, FM 233. Yeah. So, you know, there is... There is an AM audience, but it's very small compared uh, to the FM audience. Yeah, FM's been winning since about '78. I, one of my favorite, yeah, yeah, one of my favorite cartoons. Remember Gendon? Yeah, sure. Gendon was a, a Minnesota cartoonist. Uh, I think he was didn't didn't he draw for the Star Tribune primarily, and then went out on his own. Yes, he was a good buddy of Ron Majors. I remember yeah. that. Well, he he just had these great cartoons. Dick Gendon, if you want to look him up, and uh, my favorite one is. Uh, a split panel on the left you've got a really happy bubbly housewife and it's uh you know she's in a nice bright sunny kitchen little flowers on the table and she's pouring a glass of lemonade or something and it says am and on the other side there's this guy in a really dark room he's got a long straggly beard and he's got like John a, Lennon a radio tuner kind of yeah radio tuner kind of glowing in the back and it's very dark and mysterious and it says FM. <laughs> it was perfect. Uh, I remember. It's now, true. whatever happened to Gendon? It was true. I don't know, but he was really talented. Gendon and, and Gary Larson in those days were my favorite Gary cartoonists. Gary Larson. I, I love single panel and, and, you know, cartooning. Andy loved loved it. What? He loved Calvin and Hobbes. Calvin oh, and Hobbes. Yeah. No, oh, yeah. but you liked, uh, you liked Gary Larson, too, didn't you? I'll Google the, that the and see side. if I know that. Oh, side. okay. The yeah. Side, yeah, the far side. I know that's like, what? Yeah, Who I don't know the names what? of the... Yeah. One of my favorite far sides was when the cows were standing up smoking cigarettes out in the pasture. <laughs> and then, ooh, car coming. So then they start grazing. <laughs> one of my favorite Christmas gifts I ever got was a huge book, uh, and it was all of the cartoons from The New Yorker. Since mm. 1920, oh, yeah. there were like yep. 20,000 cartoons. Yeah, they geez. put two. This was in 2008, so they put 2,008 of them in the book, and then you got these DVDs or CD-ROMs, which had the other 22,000. So you uh-huh. just oh, you could look them up by year, by subject. Crazy. And so I chose as a subject the telephone, and just followed the progress of cartooning around a telephone through the years, mm. when people couldn't figure out how to talk to this box on the wall yeah. that you had to, you know, wind oh, yeah. up. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and then you get to the modern day, and there's a guy walking down the sidewalk with a cell phone, going, "Hold on a minute, I got to call you back. I think I just took a picture of my ear." <laughs> yeah. There you go. Well, that's pretty much it. That's true. It's weird. That's pretty much the situation. I have to ask you guys a question. Two political questions, and you can take any side of this you wish. I see there's a call now for for uh, Al Franken to not resign. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought it was kind of suspicious that he goes, well, I'm, I'll be resigning in the coming weeks. Well, if you're going to resign, resign. Get lost. Go away. Well, I think he right? just wanted to stick around to vote, right? But now they're talking about he, he shouldn't resign at all. You know, it's funny. I, I thought it was strange. The first person I talked to after that news conference was Bob Sansevier. And and he thought it was strange too. I've never heard somebody say, "I'll be resigning in the coming weeks." It's almost immediately. Wait, what does that mean? that doesn't mean anything? Yeah. And then I, the other thing, Doug Jones, the guy who won in Alabama, they're already they're, the Democrats are already turning on him. It's unbelievable. Jones says he'd consider voting with Republicans, so they're turning on. Him. Oh yeah, they're going to mm, him. You can't That's have that, good. man. I don't know. So he'll probably end up becoming a Republican. That's what happened to Norm Coleman, I remember. He was a Democrat, and once he got elected, he said the same thing. He'd consider voting with the Republicans, so they turned on him, so he just became a Republican. I'll never forget that. And probably the same thing will happen with Doug Jones down in Alabama. I just, Jay, you've been all over this country. You've lived everywhere. Have you seen a, a people in this, these here United States, people hate one another now. What is that all about? Because it's fun. It's fun to hate. It is, I think. Yeah, I think everybody needs to feel like they've got a position they stake out and they want to hold their ground. And in in this day and age, people, once they say something, they're not willing to go back on it. They don't want to look foolish. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, I've seen, this isn't necessarily my opinion, but I've seen a lot of people write that it is social media 
and the fact that everybody has a, a platform and a megaphone right, that right. allows everybody to, yep. again, stake out a position and fight to the death. Yep. Social media activism is really trendy. I mean, and, they're oh, all it doing it. And a lot of it is so unaccountable. You know, oh, yeah. uh, you, you've got uh, places like Facebook where you are you, but there are so many other places where mm-hmm. people are mm-hmm. anonymous. Mm-hmm. No, it's very true. Doug Jones spent his first Sunday as the new senator-elect from Alabama promising to work with Republicans and even leaving the door open to vote with them. Five days after defeating Roy Moore and becoming the first Democrat to win a Senate seat in Alabama since 1992, Jones was on the Sunday morning show circuit uh, talking up possibilities for bipartisanship. I think there's an opportunity at every turn, he said on Fox News Sunday, but adding that bipartisan cooperation is a two-way street. Jones also said that while he likes the idea of cutting the corporate tax rate, he doesn't buy into the fact that the Republicans' tax reform bill scheduled for a vote this week will promote economic growth. Meanwhile, on CNN State of the Union, Jones seemed to go a step further, saying he would, of course, consider voting with Republicans. He would, of course, consider? That's not really that far. I would, of course, consider. (laughs) I'll think about it. I'll definitely think about it for sure. You're saying that like it's a bad thing when so many people today want our politicians to be able to talk to each other and work together. So why is that a bad thing? Not all. Why couldn't that be held up as a fine example? Now, he also may be saying that to get along with other politicians within his state. Because it's a heavily right-leaning state. So I don't know what he's supposed to say. Uh, In any case, he would take into consideration his state's strong Republican lean when thinking about his votes, the Hill reports. I'm going to talk to people on both sides of the aisle, try to figure out what I think is the best interest of my state and the country. I like him. I like what he's saying. I agree completely. Please listen to everybody before you decide to vote on a topic. Well, you know, people are exciting. That That is new and exciting. (laughs) Or give people a chance to review the topic. A 500 page document needs more than six days to be, you know, looked over. I think. (laughs) I love the fact that Roy Moore still refuses to concede. He's still not conceding. (laughs) Not doing it. Forget it. I'm not going to do it. Well, Tevin was telling me. I can. No, it's thieves. No, it's thieves oh, spray. Well, be Hippies, I, had a horrible, I had a horrible problem with that other uh, stuff. Oh, Zycam? Took People, my sense I of smell and I, taste away for a year and a half. Yeah, oh, six yes. months for me. I joined, <laughs> I joined a class action lawsuit about it and only withdrew myself from the class action lawsuit because my sense of taste and smell were coming back. And I knew that the opposing legal team would have a lot of really nasty taste tests for me to have oh, to take. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I didn't oh, want to yeah, go through yeah. that, and I wasn't going to BS my way through it, so I just said, hey, I'm out. Because slowly the, but surely it came back. Was it the swabs in your nose? Uh, no. That's used, what did it I for used me. The spray. Oh. They took the spray. They took one of the things off the market because so many people were mm-hmm. losing their I used that like 10, 15 years ago, and I couldn't smell or taste anything for a really long time. Yeah. Sorry to hijack your topic, <laughs> Tom, but... No. He didn't want her to lose her taste. Her yeah. I said, no, don't do it. <laughs> no. Hey, Tommy, if yes, you don't sir. mind if I hijack your topic and dovetail into something I know you screened over the weekend... Screened? We need, or, we need, or went to, you saw it in the theater, we need more politicians like that uh, Winston Churchill Yes, guy. we do. <laughs> we Darkest ha- hour... One of the best in the, of the year. Catherine and I both adored it. We just loved the movie. Thought it was fantastic. What movie? Darkest Hour, Dark. Winston Churchill, World War II. Unfortunately, no one under 50 will see it, probably. I'd probably see it. Not. I like Winston Churchill. I do, too. Really? I think I his too. history is very yeah. interesting. would also love to see just, you know, he, he's so good he'll disappear into the role, of course, but Gary Oldman doing Unbelievable. that. How? How? I can't see it. He's the guy so that good. played Zorg in The Fifth Element. Yeah, yeah, they said that the makeup job alone, the prosthetics and everything that he had to have was amazing. Yeah, yeah he did about four hours a day in the chair. I will oh, tell you this. Lord, Jesus. That's mm-hmm. terrible. You would love this, Alex. He sits down and has breakfast with the King of England. The King of England and he are having breakfast, and Winston Churchill is drinking champagne with his breakfast. And the king says to him, how does a man like you drink alcohol with breakfast? And Winston says, a lot of practice. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 
Hey, you noticed when um, he first met King George and, and the customary kissed his hand, yes. and then King George put his hand behind his back and wiped it off. <laughs> wiped back. it off on the back of his coat. I know, there were a lot of Jeez. actually really funny I would, moments. I, I think I, I would love that moment. You it's would a, love it's that a very... Yeah, they, they make it entertaining, don't they? Yeah, they did. Thank God, because otherwise the subject matter would just be too heavy, and I don't even know how anybody could sit through the and movie. And then the, the other thing that I loved, and I don't know if I'm giving too much away, because you can find pictures online... But he thought he was doing the victory sign the right way. Yeah, <laughs> phenomenal. By he did it like like this. not like a peace sign, but the other way. And uh. then he was told that, oh, that means something else. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, we could say what, it, what yeah. she told him it meant. Uh, by the way, sir, the way you're doing the, the uh, victory sign, actually... Uh, that actually means up your bum. <laughs> <laughs> and, and instead of getting offended or mad about it, he laughed. He started laughing. And you know, then walked down the hallway laughing, saying, up your bum! <laughs> saying it over and over You again. know what's so interesting about seeing that movie is we had just watched a show about how, how a lot of people think that movies that are about a historical event are historically accurate mm-hmm. and how they're not at all most no. of the time very and rarely I, now i'm like oh no i do i have to look up all the facts in a movie well, to there see is what's a hollywood true? versus history on it and they do fudge with some of the things yeah really yeah. did he ever get on the subway did he ever get on the underground no he did not i didn't think was so. the photo of up your bum real that was real yeah it was, it was real. Okay. i did find that <laughs> but yeah. he never got on the underground where did the movie end Chronologically, we can't tell you. Yeah, that's too much of a spoiler. Okay, okay, let me, uh, ask, let me ask you this: Did they portray his Iron Curtain speech? No. Here in the United States? No. Nope. Okay, no. that happened. In, yeah. We'll be right back, Tom Bernardo. My pillow is the holiday gift that keeps on giving. Long after the bath and body soaps have washed down the drain and the new treadmill has been turned into a clothes rack, your My Pillow gift will be guaranteeing your friends and family a great night's sleep. Buy one MyPillow and get one free online with my code KQRS or call my special offer number at 800-694-2056. Buy one, get one at MyPillow.com, keyword KQRS, or call 800-694-2056. This is Tom, and I want to tell you a story about camping. A guy named Tim, his back pain, and his angry wife. You see, Tim went camping with his family, but he aggravated his recurring back problem a couple of days before when he was golfing with his buddies. His wife had to set up the campsite and do all the heavy lifting, and Tim couldn't do a whole lot with the two kids. Tim was not a happy camper, and neither was his wife. The following Monday, Tim's wife got him an appointment at Hopkins Health and Wellness Center, a DMR method clinic. Their team of physical therapists and chiropractors figured out what was really wrong with his back quickly got him out of pain and taught him how to keep it from coming back. And what did Tim say was the biggest benefit of finally handling his back problem? Happy wife, happy life. DMR clinics are a group of physical therapists, chiropractors, and allied medical spine specialists that can help you feel better fast. They have a 96% success rate. It's covered by insurance, and you don't need a referral. They have convenient locations in Hopkins, Woodbury, Rogers, and Blaine. For a free consultation, go to dmrmethod.com. That's dmrmethod.com. Have a holly jolly Christmas. Frosty. It's the best time of the year. I don't know if there'll be snow. But have a cup of cheer. It is coming on (laughs) Wednesday night, Thursday, Thursday and Friday. Did you see the temps for Christmas Eve and Christmas Day? Ten below on Christmas? That's why we're just staying inside by the fire. Think about that uh, Lambo Saturday night. That's going to be unbelievable. That is going to be unbelievable. Being Lambo's bad enough already. Add that the Vikings play uh, the Green Bay Packers on Saturday night at Lambeau <coughs> Field in Green Bay, Wisconsin, and it's going to be snowing like mad yeah. and cold as mm. all get out, as they say. But you, are you coming over Saturday night? Uh, I thought I. Yeah. Well, oh, your yeah. friend's going to be I here Alex from out Gerard's of town. Be there. Yeah. Remember, I, did, you, I didn't even know that was happening just, until he told me yesterday. So yeah, I guess. I meant to call you. <laughs> Alex, Alex, and Dan and, and Fawny River are coming over. I think. What Perhaps. Do you think? I thought you and Fawn were going to stay at the house. Well, we'll see. Given she doesn't do exactly great 
sleeping. She'll and be fine. I put her to bed last night. She like pushed away a second story and went to bed. Didn't make a peep until eight fifteen. I was like, Why don't we do this? We'll this just... is so nice. What happens when you party on? When I was a well, kid, no, that's and... how she always is. <laughs> Jay, they always have their own show going on. We're talking. Okay, here's here's what bothers me. No, I'm loving it. We're talking, and then he decides, oh, I want to start saying something. You do do that. In the pause. (laughs) And we're not done with our conversation, and then you get mad at us for talking. because you're talking to one another, and this is a radio show. But we're talking about the topic that you brought up. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Mm-hmm. I had I had finished it off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right now, by by the way, Tim, I'm giving them the reverse peace sign right now. <laughs> hey, hey, I wanted to add, and and Jay, thank you very much for plugging my appearances on the KQ Morning Show. Oh, sure. Jay's yeah, very yeah, good at he that. He does that the night before, and um, one one thing that's very interesting to me about that film, if I could go back to it for a minute, is the fact that. Within about a month's time, right, look at what Churchill accomplished coming in as the new prime minister and accomplishing in a month, whereas what gets done at all these days in politics? Well, being shelled by the Germans has a way of speeding things up. Well, but the pressure, and you'll find out when you see it, Andy, is that... We're being shelled by the Koreans. um, Yes. um, Chamberlain and Vice Count Halifax, who were pressing him to enter a peace treaty so i mean you know he could have just easily given in being the new guy especially and nobody liked him at all no mm. both sides yeah nobody liked him, him. Well, um, even king george wasn't on board with him at first well i think that's what the movie did such a great job at it because if you're, you're sitting there with these tremendous pressures on you and it's like it would be pretty easy to think maybe if maybe peace talks wouldn't be a bad way to go can't yeah. we do both it wasn't. I didn't think it was one or the other. Why couldn't they have negotiated and and mobilized? Right. Well, and you know, not only that. I mean, they're saying, yeah, we want you um, to negotiate with Hitler, and, and Mussolini's going to barter the talks. Right. Yeah, <laughs> Mussolini. And he called him his lackey. He called him Hitler's lackey. lackey. Yeah. It was phenomenal. Uh, yeah, it was a terrific movie. Was, who was the woman, Lady Somebody, that that said to Winston Churchill at a dinner one at a state dinner? Oh. Uh. She said, you're drunk. And he said, yes, but in the morning when I wake up, I'll be sober, and you'll still be homely. (laughs) That's not very nice. Needless to say, that one wasn't in the movie. (laughs) That one was not in the movie. No, they were trying to make him look good. (laughs) But, you know, everybody was great in the movie. Kristen Scott Thomas. Yep. Yes. Um, uh, Lily James, who was Cinderella, played the secretary. That's where I saw her. Fantastic. Downton Abbey, too. Yeah. She so, was? Yeah, and Ben Mendelsohn is the name of the guy that played King George. Right. And you, I think you talked about it on the morning show a little bit. In, uh, in terms of the chronological, uh, the, you know, remember the King's speech with the mm-hmm. speech impediment that Such he had. Another I believe, movie. you know, it, it was at the point in King George's life where this came after that, right? Yes. So you could, yep. somebody else pointed it out to me because I didn't necessarily notice it, but I guess there were a couple times where he showed there was some hesitancy. He oh, did, I yes. definitely noticed that, yes. Yeah. yeah, he did. He did a great job, I thought. Yeah, yeah. So The whole movie from the beginning, and it's two hours and five minutes long, but you'd never know it. It seems like no. it's about an hour long. No, no. It's fantastic. I have an English leader in my family. You do? Yes. Sir John Philpot was the Lord Mayor of London in 1331. 1331? True. That's where you get it from. <laughs> my, my regal attitude? Yeah. What? <laughs> Do I see yeah, very regal you? attitude? <laughs> That's exactly it. Whatever you no. want to make of that. My, aunt, <laughs> my, my great aunt did genealogy um, the old school way in the wow. 60s and 70s by actually going over to England and you know going through old records in Westminster Abbey, you know, searching the documents mm-hmm. the real way. None of this pay your 99 bucks to Ancestry.com yeah. and spit in a cup. Um, and she found out that, uh, that that we went back that far and even a little farther that our family came across from the continent in the Norman Conquest of 1066. Oh, yeah, right. So actually our, our heritage goes back to about 800, which was in Slavic Europe. It was Filipovic. And I'm just oh, blown Pil- away Filipovic, by the fact yeah. that, 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 that somebody could trace a family back eight to 800. That is amazing, that is isn't it? It is unbelievable. It really is. 
Well, we found out that Catherine and Tevin have something in common when she did uh, 23 and Me. Catherine. My sister. Point, 0.04% African. Can't you tell? She yes. found that yes. out. She said to me this morning, God damn. <laughs> she's always just slightly late. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's never here on time. That's I get to call Tom a cracker. <laughs> it's 0.2%. <laughs> it's 0.2%. Yeah. Oh, I thought you guys were 0.2%. Well, 0.1%. that wouldn't make sense. Then she's 0.4%. If she was 0.04, then how would we be 0.2? Was it attack dad day on the show? <laughs> here? Are we should be diluted by No, I think it's percentage. math. I think right? we're 0.4. Or, wait, we're, are we 0.2 or 0.4? Four. We're one of those two, and then she's she's twice. I think twice she's point four, so not point oh four. Yeah, and we're point two. She's point four, and we're point two. And we're point two. Which which I got blacker today. Which means Vaughn <laughs> is point one. Vaughn's point one. Which means I am yeah. just a white privilege. You're a yeah. cracker. I'm white privilege <laughs> all the way, right? I'm a cracker. Yeah, I you forgot are. I'm a cracker. <laughs> Total and complete honky. So Tim, I noticed this morning on the show that I do want to see Coco. Right. I definitely still want to see that. I want to see that. I don't know. Yes, for, I think it looks kind of dumb. It. It's, such, it's a feel-great movie. It's so colorful. It's so fun. And, and a great story. It's a story about families. I mean, it's a perfect holiday time movie. When do we start getting our SAG uh, voters, our, our little well, SAG? You should be getting them pretty soon. I'm all pretty done soon. getting mine. Are you really all done getting yours? Yeah, I haven't gotten and any the thing yet. that sucks. Is that um, because of the early voting for broadcast film critics, it's uh, first week of November, um, I screened The Greatest Showman after the voting deadline, oh, and yeah. I loved it. I, I'm going to review that on KQ this uh, Thursday. And, um, of course, I didn't see Star Wars either, so I you know, couldn't put that up for consideration. So, yeah, they sent everything already, but you should definitely be getting, because Franco is nominated, The Disaster Artist. What are you talking about? You okay? Hi, Mark. Yeah, t- yeah Tommy Wizzo. You should be getting <laughs> Hi, uh, ha, 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 the, the screener. I definitely want to get that screener because that Andy is the first person who ever told me about Tommy Wizzo. How long? That was about five years ago, wasn't it, Andy? It was during the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably maybe three or four. Three or four years ago. They said I hit her. I did not hit her. I didn't do it. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> what? What kind of acting is that? You know, he will not say where he got that $6 million. He tried to claim that he sold trinkets on the beach, Venice Beach, yep. and made $6 million doing it. I don't know about well, you that. never know. I'm not, Bill you Gates might have been on the beach that yeah. day. Hey, Tim, if you could, you could uh, find out some information about what's going on with this uh, Bohemian Rhapsody movie that uh, Brian oh, Singer yeah. just got booted well, from. Well, the, the story from Brian Singer is he had to take care of his sick mother and then just he was MIA on the set and then um, I think there were some leeriness at least this is the word behind the scenes uh, because of his past uh, with accusations against him I'm thinking you know were they getting cold feet and and looking at a lot of controversy with him and in the director's chair so that's what some of the trade <coughs> magazines have been suggesting but the guy there was somebody he's been replaced already so he's not going to finish the movie, although he will be credited as director. Who's Freddie played by? I was going to say. Ra- oh, uh, Ram- Rami Malek, the guy from Mr. Robot. Yeah. He's, oh, him. Yeah. He's extraordinary. Like oh, I've seen a lot of pictures that have been floating around right. of him, you know, in the scenes singing like Freddie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's, you can't tell. Really? You put the but pictures side by side, you cannot tell. They got That's a lot amazing. of time to straighten things out. The film doesn't come out till Christmas time next year. So when I think Freddie Mercury, I think Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> no yeah doubt well, about it. I mean, again, you know, obviously these films are time to be released for awards consideration. So right. We right. got a lot of faith in uh, in uh, at least Rami Malek performing Freddie Mercury. I'd imagine. Show you the top ten. I got Coco and I got Disaster Artist, and the rest of the movies I want to see are down around fifteenth to twentieth place. I'm very upset about the man who invented Christmas played nowhere. Man who invented Christmas. Yep. Yeah, yeah. About. Christopher Plummer is actually in that, and uh, the guy Dan Stevens, who was in Beauty and the Beast, the guy who played the Beast. Really? Yeah. He's he's plays Dickens. Well, where is it? It's not even at the art not, houses. Yeah. I mean, they, was it Eden Prairie for a little bit, but at like 2 p.m. and 10:30 p.m. See, the thing is, now I got a screener of that. I haven't watched it yet, 
but I don't know if you will because obviously it it wasn't even nominated for any SAG awards. We'll cough so. it up, well, brother. Well, so it, it sounds bad. <laughs> I, I, I understand it's really good. Yeah. What? Well, then why isn't it? it? Barely pl- I don't know. It barely it, you know, played. It's a smaller anywhere. distribution company, smaller independent deal. I mean, you got you got movies like Thor and, yeah. and it Star just came Wars out of the and Justice League. Yeah. I mean, they're just going to crush the competition because they're in 4,000 mm-hmm. theaters, you know? Oh, Tim, what do you hear about all the money in the world? Uh, I'm going to see it this week. Um, You know, the the, the way it sounds is that Plummer seamlessly, they plugged him in seamlessly when they cut out Spacey's scenes. And and I have no doubt that he's great. I mean, he's great. And actually, Ridley Scott wanted to cast him in the first place, and they said, no, 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 we need a bigger star. Let's, Let's cast Kevin Spacey. Oh, well, that worked out, didn't it? Yeah, that didn't work out too well. So, you know, I think that's why it worked out so well. I think Chris Plummer was at the ready, you know, to to hop in. And, uh, again, it was uh, six, eight days of uh, reshoots. You know, they probably could have pulled the Marlon Brando and had somebody stand there with cue cards for all we know. Hey, Tim, let me ask you a question about the upcoming um, presentation on NBC of uh, Jesus Christ Superstar on Easter. Is it? It's going to be another one of these live deals. Yes, they usually had been doing them around Christmas time, but they decided to wait and do this obviously at Easter time because that's what the story is all about. Yeah, but um, they you recently... know, I haven't been impressed with any of the live deals yet. Well, the my... last one, the one last night, a Christmas story live, it was unwatchable. Yeah, you well, know, I, I don't know. I, I I'm hoping this seems to be one that they should be able to pull off, right? Well, my question is this. They uh, they cast Alice Cooper in the role of King Herod. Wow. And in mm-hmm. Jesus Christ Superstar, oh. he's got a real showstopper number. I can imagine. You know, it's that called uh, King Herod's Song. Oh, yeah. And I was just wondering if you heard anything or know anything coming in the pipeline of other uh, classic rock artists or contemporary artists God, being cast so. in the film. Or you know the, who played the play. uh, Jesus in one of the productions was Sebastian... Oh, I saw him here. Yes, he. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, he and was you know who very played good. Pontius Pilate here was Dennis DeYoung. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I've seen the production. Not not a not a traveling Broadway one, but you know it's a it's a fantastic production. And again, that yeah, it'd be great if they go with a rock and roll yes. uh, angle with it. You Sebastian know? Box. Alex sounds great though. Sebastian Bach's uh, performance here was at the Orpheum about fourteen fifteen years ago. And the original Jesus Christ Superstar was Ian Gillen of, of Deep, Purple Deep Purple as yeah. Jesus. Oh, wow. So anyway, if you hear anything about sure. other artists being cast for the, this NBC live presentation, let us know. Yeah, I'll drop you a line on Facebook or something. Yeah. Or on the Twitter. Good. On the Twitter. Yes, You're going to get it done on the Twitter? Yes. So I got Ebbing to see. I got uh, Disaster Artist. I got Coco. I got... There are a couple of more of them. Oh, and you'll definitely get three billboards. That was that led the SAG nomination. Wonder Wheel. Wonder Wheel, I want to see. Have you seen Wonder Wheel no, yet? No, I haven't, but I'm not a Woody Allen fan. Uh, I'm not in general, but the cast of that movie is... Well, I guess Jim, Bel- Jim Belushi is supposed to be great in it. Yeah, and you can't go wrong with Kate Winslet. No, she's fantastic. Yeah, she is really good. She's always really, really I good. No, you're absolutely right. Uh, you know, well... Well, we'll see what screeners I get. Plus, you know, when we're on on Christmas vacation, we'll be going to some movies then, too. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, try to see Coco in theaters, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. It, it'll, it'll, it'll play throughout the holidays in theaters, so. Yeah, I would think so. A friend of mine told me, I can't say who it was, but a friend of mine told me he just bought an 82-inch Ultra 4K television. Mm-hmm. Curved? Yes. Yeah, it's a curved screen. 82 inches. <sighs> Great. What is that? That's about as big as that one. thing behind yeah. Andy, isn't it? Probably bigger. Probably bigger than yeah. that. So, I have to I have to run. So all right, I'll man. talk with you Thursday morning. And again, Jay, thanks for all the plug-in, man. Right on, Tim. Thanks, man. Thanks, Jimmy. Right, good to talk with you. Bye. Bye. See you later. Bye. We'll be back. Tom Bernard Show. Christmas.